0: Hello, and welcome to Quick Hits. I'm Phil Gursky, president of Borealis, and this is episode number 19, recorded on the 26th of February, 2020. And the genesis of this particular podcast was a curious case in Toronto that developed last Friday evening. A man, a 30-year-old man, approached a woman, a 64-year-old woman in the eastern part of Toronto, Shepherd Avenue East, near Markham Road and he proceeded to embed a hammer in her head. She was taken to hospital and and eventually died. And the man eventually turned himself into police and admitted to Having done the act, and as a consequence, he was charged with first-degree murder. This is something that happens, unfortunately, all too frequently in a large city like Toronto. It is the city where the most murders take place in Canada, albeit Canada as a whole doesn't have a lot of murders per year. Several hundred is the best estimate that I've seen. However, this story took an interesting turn as of yesterday, and when it was announced in several Canadian media sources that the man responsible for the attack, whose name is Saad Akhtar, had been, in fact... Had his charges elevated from first-degree murder to terrorism. This of course caused quite a stir on a number of networks. I've already done a few interviews uh, in regards to this story. I want to look at a couple of aspects of this because of course this is a podcast on terrorism as to what this really means. So why would the police change its mind and move from murder charges to terrorism charges? Well, that's not actually all that complicated. So, under Canadian law, and I've talked about this a lot in previous podcasts, for terrorism to occur, there has to be a serious act of violence, either planned or perpetrated, for reasons that are defined as political, ideological, or religious in nature. That's what the criminal code says. I've heard rumors that some kind of evidence was collected in the course of this investigation. One person told me it was a letter, I'm not sure what that means, or some kind of written material that points to a motive, motive being one of the three aforementioned causes, political, religious, or ideological. So in this case, what happened is that Toronto Police, which would have been the police of jurisdiction, when they came across this piece of evidence, they would have called in what is known as the INSET, the Integrated National Security Enforcement Team, which is a part of the RCMP, which looks at national security crimes, of which terrorism, of course, is one. And in conjunction with talking to the RCMP, it would have been decided that, yes, in fact, there was enough evidence to lay charges under Section 83.01 of the Canadian Criminal Code, which are the sections that deal with terrorism. Of course, the man in question, Mr. Akhtar, will have his day in court, and we'll see what falls out from all of this kind of stuff. But, you know, this if this is terrorism, This is the first act of terrorism in in a few years in Canada. Again, it remains to be seen if it in fact is one. But I now want to turn to some reporting that was done by a number of outlets in the Greater Toronto Area, in which a reporter approached the mother of the suspect, Mr. Akhtar, And she said uh, her English wasn't that great, but uh, I've seen interviews in which she talks about her son being a good boy. He was a computer scientist studying at Rorison University. He apparently attended mosque every day near the house. He walked to and from it. And the mother, of course, is completely incredulous as to how her son could have done this. And she alluded to things like he had been previously diagnosed with ADHD and obsessive compulsive disorder. Mother said he seemed depressed and, and pressured, and she really doesn't understand how her son could have done this. Of course, like any other parent, you prefer to believe that your child is not capable of such an offense and such a crime, and you want to wish you know, the best, and you want to dismiss any possibility that something that you partly created could be in fact behind an act of this very despicable and heinous nature. Interestingly, the mother did admit that her son uh, has a quote-unquote temper, and had punched a wall and broken furniture in the past, but she had claims he had never shown violence towards another person, and wonders if in fact he has other mental health issues. For the record, Mr. Akhtar has no previous criminal record. What do we do with all this? Well, I wanna put it out there, and this may upset some people, but I really do wish we would stop going to family and friends of suspects to gain their insight as to what their family member or or friend did. These people are not objective. They have a vested interest in seeing that their loved ones uh, do not meet this fate. They don't want to believe that these people are capable of doing these things. And so I wonder why we continually go and ask them questions about what do you think What happened? Do you think your son, daughter, husband, cousin, best friend, whatever is capable of an act of this nature? What do you think was going through their minds? On the other hand, I understand why this kind of journalism takes place. There might be some clues or some, some hints that something was amiss. I've talked about this a lot of times in previous podcasts whereby people radicalizing the violence always give off signs. It's never an out of the blue thing. People may dismiss the signs or not understand them or choose to ignore them, but there are always signs that something is going wrong. I don't know what's happening in this case with Mr. Akhtar. It could very well be a mental health issue. We've seen that in other cases here in Canada. There was a case a couple years ago in 2017 where a man went into a Canadian Forces recruiting centre with a knife and tried to stab people. He was charged with terrorism, yet the judge dismissed his case on two grounds. First of all, he said that the man in question was mentally incompetent and secondly, which is fine. And secondly, and this is what I had a real problem with, the judge said that because the Crown couldn't prove that he belonged to a terrorist group, ergo he could not be a terrorist, which was a terrible miscarriage of justice from my perspective. Terrorism is not all about groups. Terrorism is all about ideology. Anyhow, we'll have to see what happens in the case of Mr. Akhtar, whether or not in fact mental issues were behind the attack, whether he was at all radicalized, the police of, uh, chief of police Mark Saunders in Toronto has given an interview in which he stated that there's no evidence to link Mr. Akhtar to any known group or any known cell, meaning he thinks this is an isolated incident that was carried out, a lone actor attack, if you want to call it that. I guess we'll find out in the days and weeks to come whether or not this is in fact is an act of terrorism. But, and I'll just quote one of the uh, Global TV reporters on this, if it is an act of terrorism, and again that's a big if, it shouldn't be all that surprising. We have seen lone actor attacks across the world over the past three to four years. We know that Islamic State, that heinous group of wankers out in Iraq and Syria, in their propaganda online, on social media, have encouraged people to carry out what I call Nike attacks. Just do it. Pick up a knife, pick up a gun, in this case pick up a hammer, and and kill, kill the infidel, kill the enemy, kill the person who is against Islam, kill the person who is behind airstrikes and drone strikes and military invasions. We don't know that just yet, but if we do find out that the evidence in this case is compelling, whatever that evidence is, whether it's statements made by the accused or some kind of documentation, we know that terrorists are great at leaving manifestos or videos or written statements not just describing what they're about to do but justifying it and somehow telling the world why it's okay, why, why my actions were the right actions and the true actions. All that's gonna come out, I think, in the weeks to come. Mr. Saad, uh, Mr. Akhtar, of course, is innocent until until proven guilty. He has uh, the law behind him in that sense, and that's, that is the way it should be. But as someone who's been looking at terrorism for the better part of 20 years, I'd love to get my hands on what that evidence is. What exactly was said? How was it said? What justifications were used? Was there any link to anybody else? Uh, was there anybody else in this community that was aware of his radicalization path? If in fact this was a radicalization of violence path? Was anybody else involved? Was anybody else instigating it, urging it, etc, cetera, etc? Cetera? These are all great questions, uh, none of which I have the answer to any of them. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But nevertheless, it is an interesting case, and I, I would like to state that the decision to go from murder to terrorism has to be based on something fairly concrete. Police and the Crown don't want to lose these cases. So if they've gone to that length and changed the charge sheet and first to be murdered to terrorism, there's something there. This is not made up, folks. This is not some kind of vendetta by the police or some kind of campaign against Muslims, as I'm sure it's going to be painted in certain media. But again, you know, as of early morning on the 26th of February, there's a lot we don't know. So watch this space. There'll be more to come in this story. That's it for this episode of Quick Hits. I hope you enjoyed it. Love to hear from you on what you think of this podcast as well as the other offerings from Borealis. You can reach me on Gmail, borealisrisk at gmail.com. You can reach me on Twitter at Borealis Saves, on LinkedIn or on Twitter. You also can subscribe to all the content that I put out on Borealis. Just go to com, Click on the subscribe button. Fill in your information. And you'll receive all the content from Borealis free of charge to your email inbox on a daily basis. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.